Hello everyone, welcome to another broadcast of Indie Radio. This is broadcast number 20, and as always, we're excited to be on air. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show which is here to bring you interviews with both large and lesser known developers, recap the latest news, debate about topics in indie gaming, and give you some tips and tricks for your journey into programming. I'm your host, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States. Uh, Ian and Mike both aren't here, but we have a special guest, Jeremy Bear. You can say hello if you'd like. Howdy, and uh, he will be joining us today. He is a indie developer. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But uh, we'll be interviewing him later in the show. So I'm going to play some music, and then we'll get to it. Alright, so I'm not sure if Ian or Mike are going to be joining us at all today, but if they do, uh, they will jump in, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do the news right now. Jeremy might comment on it if he feels like it, but there are a few bundles out right now, indie bundles, and the first one is obviously the one that everyone knows, the Humble Indie Bundle. There is a new one called the Humble Bundle for Android. And after I bought it and put it into Steam, it showed up as the Humble Indie Bundle 5, so I'm not sure if it's an official numbered one or not. I mean, Steam says that, but you never know, they might mess it up. But this one comes with three games and a fourth bonus game, as long as you pay over the average price, which is $6.05 right now, which is a bit higher than the previous ones have been. But you get Anomaly... Uh, Osmos, which I believe was already in the Humble Indie Bundle 3. It is, and you get Edge as well. Yep. And uh, the bonus game is World of Goo. And what's really cool is, you know, you you purchase the games, and you get it for your Windows PC or your Mac or Linux, and you also get it for Android, which is probably the coolest part. So, potentially you can get it for four different uh, computers slash systems. And uh, I already bought it. It's really awesome. Uh, probably the the best indie bundle so far, considering they now have Android. I mean, it's small, and I'm not too into the games, but mm. World of Goo's nice. Well, the idea that it supports charity as well, that's quite decent of, the, of Android. Mm-hmm. Well, Android's done by Google, aren't they? Yep. Uh, you can tell how <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, there are also a few other bundles right now. The Be Mine Indie Game Bundle, which is probably something to do with Valentine's Day, as it's called Be Mine. Um, it's a new comer, uh, according to the Indie Games blog. And uh, it's pay what you want, $1 minimum, and it runs from February 14th to the 21st. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely something to do with Valentine's Day. But they are also having a cool little contest. They put up a video, five indie games, and they said whoever can name the five games first 
gets the entire bundle for free. That's quite cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty cool. There's also another one, the Indie Gala 2. And then... <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm a bit sick. Sorry. So, they have 50,000 sets of Steam keys, and... They have Your Doodles Are Bugged, Zombie Shooter 1, Zombie Shooter 2, In Momentum, Hacker Evolution, Duality, and Hacker Evolution Untold. The new, and then it says the new games are Robo Blitz, Greed Corp, Bunch of Heroes, Critical Mass, and Fortix 2. So, um, I'm getting all this from the Indie Games blog, and they said that uh, as of the post, you'll need to pay $5.43 for the new games, or at least nine fifty to snatch up all 11 of the games. So, there are a few bundles out right now. Um, I'm just sticking with the Humble Indie Bundle. And, uh, you can check out the other ones if you'd like, I guess. I mean, that's up to you, obviously, our listeners. So, yeah, there's some bundles to check out. Um... Ooh, this this is kind of interesting. There was an interview with Edmund McMillan. Uh, it's 90 minutes long. I'm not sure if this is, uh, like, some outtakes from the Indie Games movie. But it's 90 minutes long. Well, actually, it's 96 minutes long. I'm, I'm sorry. But it's really cool. I haven't listened to much of it, but it says that it's honest, heartfelt, and he doesn't shy away from topics. He's very much worth listening to. So, I would definitely uh, go ahead and listen to that. Watch it, if you'd like. Um, you can find it on the IndieGames.com blog. Right now it's on page 4. And I'm probably going to listen to it when I have some free time, so... Yeah. Uh, over on Stencil, we have some new stuff coming out. There is a Stencil 2.0 that has been in the works for a while, apparently, and it's coming out this month, according to what I've picked up. I'm not entirely sure. It's not too clear. But they're adding a new thing that they call events, and events are pretty simple. Uh, it sounds a lot like Game Anchor, but they have an example. If <coughs> this object collides with the other object, then kill the other object. And then there's actually the sprites of the objects instead of, like, the words, which actually makes a lot of sense. But uh, it seems very simple. And then they're also coming out with a Stencilpedia 2.0 complete documentation. And it is a... Uh, I'm not exactly sure what to say it is, but they said that it's going to be in a book-like format, and it introduces fundamental concepts that you need to know to be productive with Stencilworks. And they said that they're not going to cover every last detail, or they're going to waste a lot of time talking about interface, but it's going to evolve and cover a lot of topics in Stencil. The Construct, well, Skira website, technically, but Construct, their, the website has a, looks like it was completely redone since I last visited, <coughs> which was during the last radio show. Um, they have a Skira Arcade. It's an online HTML5 arcade, and everything in it was made with Construct 2. And then I took a little tour around the new 
newer uh, layout. There's a lot more different sections on the site now, but uh, I was looking at different options, and there you can make Facebook games, and there's Box 2D Physics, and uh, this actually seems like a uh, really good development tool compared to what it, when it first came out. It's really taken a lot of a lot of strides. And I'm quite impressed with how much they've done over the year or two that they've been out. I don't even know. <laughs> um, also, IGN Prime is giving away the Indie PC Game of the Month. They uh, choose a really good Indie PC game that they like that month, and then they give it away for free to all their IGN Prime members, which is probably a paid um, membership. So, technically, you're not really getting the game for free because you got to pay for the membership. But I'm sure after a few months, it would pay for itself. And then eventually, you would be getting games for free. But it is a fast-paced platforming... Oh, I should probably say the name. It's uh, Rochard. And uh, that's R-O-C-H-A-R-D. Kind of like Richard, but with an O. Uh, they said it's a gravity-bending platforming action with fast-paced platforming action. Okay, that was repetitive. And then mind-bending gravity-based puzzles. So, I'm not sure if this is like a 3D VVVVVV or what. But, um, it looks like it has nice graphics. Uh, it sounds fun. So, if you're an IGM Prime member, I suggest picking it up. And it was voted the Indie Game of the Month for PC. So, it's obviously going to be good. <coughs> Uh, that's it for our indie gaming news, I believe, unless we can find something quick. Uh, Yo-Yo Games has been putting out some stuff, but it, none of it's really that interesting. Uh, They're talking about some competitions that are going on, and most of it has already passed, so it, I'm guessing... What I'm, what I'm trying to say is it wouldn't be interesting for you guys to hear, because it's already all passed. Uh, there is the global game competition going on right now in the Netherlands, or something like that. And other than that, I think we're pretty much done with the indie news. So, our interview today is Jeremy Bear. He is quite a... Um, I'm not even sure what the word is. He's just... Spectacular. We can go with that, yes. <laughs> he is... I mean, it's quite overwhelming to think about what he's taking on. But he is an indie developer who's working on a massive RPG series. And um, I'm going to let Jeremy explain it because I don't want to make anything um, okay. wrong. So you can just do a quick minute or two introduction to your game to uh, the world. Well, like that said, it's an RPG series. However, we're going to take this more like TV series where we produce a pilot 
pilot game, and if people can like it, we'll keep on developing them. Uh, but we've got a set amount because we don't want to be like cash cows in business terms, where we just keep on developing it just because we have a winning formula. We want to actually make a story where it's at, at the end of it, it leaves on a good note. So we're going to have five games, and once. We've got all five done. That's it. Mhm. Mm so, um, for I'm guessing a lot of our listeners haven't heard of your game before. So, um, what's the name of it? And then also, what um, are you programming it in? Well, well, firstly, we're programming it in Game Maker because we that's what we've always developed games in. And it seems like a good. And with GM Studio coming out, it seems like too good of an opportunity to pass up. And it's currently known on the game maker community as Project New Dawn. And once the once one of my artists has come back with the font, we'll be choosing the logo, which is will be remembered as Legend of the New Dawn. Mhm. Yep, I, I'm really just mind blown with the tests that you're, um, you've given yourself. Although then again, I'm planning on making a 12-part RPG series, so I guess yeah. we're kind we of both on the same boat. I don't know, but we do have the following challenges. For one, because there are five, te we only get five texture pages at 1024 by 1024 pixels we've targeted it to be only one of those pages so yes that's right all the graphics will be shoved into one texture page which is 1024 by 1024 pixels secondly at the color palette is only 15 colors with the 16th being transparency and so it is 8 bits as well also we're with touch screen, we've had it's going to be a to try and develop the game to be actually easy to use because I've played a few after games and some of them you do get a bit funny into place. Mhm. Mm so, um, I, I remember speaking to you like two years ago when you first started working on, uh, it's pronounced Lagana, right? Lagana. Legend now, sorry. Like legend, but take away the D and you put an A at the end. Ah, that, that makes sense. Lajana? I, I, I can't yeah. say it. I've only really seen it writ written, I've never heard you say it, so... But, yeah. Alright, but I remember two years ago, uh, when I first met you, you were working on the game, and then you rewrote it, and now you're rewriting it again, correct? No. Unfortunately, the, the previous story we had got, when I was playing a fantastic RPG, Xenoblade, if you haven't played it, do, because it is unexpectedly fantastic, and then as I was playing the story, I realised it was intensely like ours, so I completely rewrote the storyline for the whole franchise. So yes, it is rewritten, however, the gameplay the, and well, the whole overall feel of the game is the same, it's just a story that's completely different now. For starters, rather than it, rather than being about a rise up to <coughs> the game, as he goes, 
the first game will show that the hero is leading a revolution against the, the tyrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re I remember originally it was supposed to be ten parts, right? Yes. Uh, it was a bit unfeasible, that, uh, that I will admit. But now it's down to each game will be its own game, however, as we, as you play the ga all of the games, there's going to be a story going on, which will be no is known as the narrator. It's, that's all I'm going to say right now on that one. But <laughs> keep your eyes open for the narrator when, when we get the games out. Mm -hmm. And then do you have any idea of when these games are going to start coming out? Well... We've currently been doing feedback demos on the GMC forums, and well, music and sounds. Well, in terms of sound composer, he's he's done a lot of them already. The battle engine just has to be taken from the old engine and to put into a new one and updated a bit, just to keep the well make it cleaner, add more areas, and we can actually start producing the story for it. Because the graphics are all already done now, apart from a few tech bit of font. But that's it. It's gone a lot more smoother this time now. Mm-hmm. So um I'm trying to think of how to put this into words. If I can even remember what I was about to say. Alright. So Do you hope to like get money from this, or are you just doing it for fun, or both, or yes. what? Yeah, because unfortunately, my time of education is coming to an end. Because I'm now in my final year of university, and come round about May, me and my fellow course mates will be wrapping up our unit, and come June we'll be all heading home. So I need to I need to personally get a job, and. Of course, with the UK's economic crisis, which is still a problem despite them having years to fix it up, mm -hmm. job hunting, especially for a game, the game development section, will be difficult. So, whilst I'm do looking for a, a more sturdy job, I, me and my t I'll be getting me and my team to heavily develop these games. And so we'll be selling. Currently, because I've been doing a bit of research, with putting a few polls up to get what people would expect an average pricing for an RPG on a mobile phone would be. So currently, it's roughly about three dollars, which is the equivalent of two pounds, roughly in UK. But but that's subject to change. But I we did that so people would actually have a more reasonable pricing. Because I've looked at. RPGs and Android, and some of them are really cheap, and then some of them are like seven pounds to play. I was like, yikes, that's not going to be that's not going to get many sales, is it? Mhm. Mm so, is there any, or do you have any plans on where you want to go when you're all done with these games and uh, looking for a job? I don't know because the future isn't set in stone. We make our own choices in life. Mhm. Mm so, for I know, I, this could be my living. This I, I could be developing games. Because I've looked at a few RPGs, and 
on the phone based on Android alone if the games did serve like a fa- at least a thousand every month if I sold a thousand games each month that would roughly give me the money to li- live a life so I don't know what's the future going to life for me on that one it all depends on how well the game sells I mean, admittedly, I'd love to do it. I would love to produce games which people can enjoy for a living without having to work as a do a job. Then it would give me more time to produce more games and just produce something everyone would love. So what originally got you into game development? Well, I've always loved, I've loved kit games as a kid and then... Well, I played The Legend of Zelda franchise games, and just won me over that. That's pretty much it, really, on that note. I really did just go from loving games to deciding I want to do that. Plus, it was either that or be a train driver in my head. (laughs) So how long have you been developing for? Let's see, I... At least, let's have a look. At least seven years, actually. Oh, wow. Which is the reason why I'm so good in my, in my university classes. Because I've had just a year of experience to do it. Mm-hmm. So, will there be a demo of Legat- or Legenda? Did I say it right there? Legendary, yeah. Yes, I said it right. There will be... We do what intend to produce a store... Because we're doing feedback demos right now, where people can play, try out the engines and stuff, tell us what... Because we've got a list of things we want to know. Like, do you, did people think that the in-game menu system is easy to use, etc., etc.? Mm-hmm. Because we've got that all going on, once we've got all the sections of the actual gameplay sorted, we'll be reducing a story demo for people, which is actually going to contain roughly a sixth of the game. So people can play it for free, try it out, and if they want to play it more, they wait until the full game is released and they can buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how well this would work, because your game is a completely different type of game, but Vlambeer with Super Crate Box, they actually took their... Um, iOS devices and uh, went to the city and just randomly grabbed people off the streets and asked them if they wanted to play and then uh, they got feedback and uh, they said that the reason why the game is as good as it is is definitely because of the feedback because they they changed the controls like five times I think they said and uh, you know they, they changed little things and fixed stuff so I was thinking maybe you and some buddies could do the same thing. Um, just get some mates together and uh, boot it up on a few Android devices and actually go out and ask people if they, you know, want to yeah. play it and uh, get f- actual feedback. Because it sounds like you're going to be sending it via, like, a uh, EXE file or something that would run on a computer. It is. Well, right now, we are producing demos for the computer. We're mm-hmm. reminding people it is for mobile phones. But fortunately, the game itself it's got one, it's a turn-based RPG, so you don't need to worry about being the fa- having fast controls. Mm-hmm. 
So it's more focusing on the actual bit game itself rather than where, where what it's going to be on right now. So is there anything that you got you like? Yeah, I can't talk today for to save my life. All right, is there anything that you'd like to mention about the game before um, I close this interview up? Because yeah, so actually, if anyone does, if anyone is a member of the game maker community, please, if you want to make this a deep, a high quality game. Should take part in get playing the game, the de feedback demos, and provide feedback. Because we can't, me and my team, we can't produce a fine RPG without knowing what's currently wrong with it. Because all we're go doing is just adding stuff. We can't fine tune it. So please, if you are a member of the GMC, go to the games PC section in the works of works in progress and look for Project New Dawn. It'll, be by the will be created by the username King to Tyro, and it will currently ha it currently has the in the subheading the 29th of January 2012 a new version and it's got requesting feedback. Please produce some feedback. Yep. Well, you heard him, guys. You better get on it. Um, go to the GMC, uh, gmc.yoyogames.com, in case uh, you don't know, which I'm guessing you do. But um, just go there, go to the works in progress, and check out that game. Uh, this game definitely has a lot of potential, in my opinion. And as long as uh, Jeremy and his team can pull it off right, I can see this being a really good indie RPG. Something maybe to go down into the history books, perhaps. Um, in indie gaming so I'm definitely looking forward to this game and you guys should be too so um, <clears throat> give uh, Jeremy your best wishes and uh, hopefully we'll have him on the show again some other time uh, when he's closer to being finished or perhaps after he's released it and he's getting uh, feedback on the official version and how it's going yes well ha I'll happily come and do another interview when we close to finishing up the feedback section and we're about to start the story section I will happily come back and do an interview for that alright well, we're actually close to finishing the game before as well mm -hmm. well uh, thanks for uh, being on the show Jeremy I really appreciate it yep yeah, it's always an honor to come and help out yep well uh, you can either stay with us or um, you can jump out of the call it's up to no, you. No, I can ask have to stick around because I'm like, like I said, I'm waiting for my music composer to hurry up. And my sound composer, but he's not back till Sunday, so we'll wait till then anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Alright. I'll right. chip in here. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm going to play some music, intermission, you know, and then uh, we're going to jump to the IRC to chat with uh, Sal and Jake. Thank you. 
Alright, so we are going to jump into our IRC. If you are listening in and want to contribute to the IRC, um, there are two different ways you can get there. If you have an IRC client, just connect to the irc.afternet.org uh, IRC server and go to the Indie Function uh, IRC channel, which is just Indie Function, no space, just Indie Function, I N D I E. F-U-N-C-T-I-O-N You can uh, talk with us there uh, Right now we have Cell and Jkick there Or there's an alternate way to get there If you go to our Twitter Which is twitter.com slash indie function uh, You can click on one of the one of our newest tweets Which actually has a link to a online uh, in-browser version of the uh, IRC chat, so you can jump in there. Uh, it's just like Prooch just did. So, uh, hello, Prooch. I'm hope I hope I said that right. So, um, we have the three of them in here, and basically what they do is they can talk to us, ask us questions about any function or about the radio show or whatever, and then they uh, they also get mentioned on the show, of course. So uh, Zargi also just jumped in. Uh, Zargi used to be part of. Indie Function, and uh, we are speaking with him right now about having him do some stuff. He might be on the radio show next next time, also. So, um, if you guys have any questions, just feel free to go ahead and ask them. Or, uh, if you have some requests, you know, maybe a topic that we discover, or a topic that we talk about, or an uh, interview with someone, or a game that we should review for the magazine, or whatnot, uh, just say it. <coughs> Alright, so JKix just asked, what are your plans for any function this year? Um, well, alright, this, this is quite a big question. Um, this year I really hope to see any function take off, and that, um, more of the team members will uh, have bigger roles in it because uh, I, I don't mean to make them sound unimportant or anything, but uh, I do a majority of the work and I'm hoping that we can get more team members and that all the team members will be more active. That way it's more of a team project. Um, uh, so I... I hope that our team grows, and then more on the content side, uh, I'm hoping Indie Magazine can come back, because right now it's pretty dead. Mm. <laughs> and um, Indie Radio, obviously, is going to get better. We're hoping to get more interviews with um, bigger developers, and also let some lesser-known developers get known, uh, such as Jeremy, because I'm sure most of you guys had no idea who he was till today, and now hopefully... Uh, the word will get out, and people know who he is. And I'm sure somebody's heard of Jeremy because this uh, his game is pretty awesome. Um, uh, I also just started a new YouTube series for ActionScript three tutorials, so hopefully some other team members will start making tutorials for other programming languages and that my uh, AS3 tutorial series will continue 
I'm planning on making another one today, actually, after the radio show is over. So that's definitely pretty exciting. I'm hoping that our book will... Or I'll find another co-author, since uh, Roll Page um, mm. isn't part of the team anymore. Uh, I would write it myself, but... I really feel like I need a co-author, because I, I don't want to make the decision, like, writing the book this way, and then, like, having it, uh, out there, and then people are like, what the hell is this, you know? <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Um, so yeah, we definitely want our team to get bigger. Um, we want to make sure that it gets professional. Um, we are also having a new website being designed right now. So I'm really excited about that. It will definitely look better than the current one, and hopefully <laughs> will look relatively similar in all the web browsers. <laughs> Sorry about you, Internet Explorer fanatics. It looks pretty bad in that. Mm. Alright. <coughs> um, and other than that, I'm not sure... Alright, Zargi, um, I'm sorry that you thought that you were going to be on this weekend. I thought I made it clear that uh, you were going to be on the next one because, yeah, I'm sorry. <coughs> Alright. Quite a few questions are going on right now. Um, Prooch just asked, uh, any consideration about Linux market share for any games? Um, I definitely think that Linux should have more opportunity, or not opportunities, that's, that was a terrible sentence. Uh, we'll have more, I don't know, more games available to them in the indie game market, but, uh, the Humble Indie Bundle is definitely, uh, supporting Linux, and I really like that, because you can get, you know, quite a few good games, uh, for all the operating systems, Windows, Mac, and Linux, and now even Android with the newest bundle. So they're definitely pushing, you know, uh, the games to be, you know, uh, cross operating systems. <coughs> and, uh, yeah. Cell is actually, er, Cell is also asking a question. What do you think about that the level of indie games are rising? So, and then he said, are the tools getting better? Is the education getting better? I, I actually think it's more so that we have more developers now, and that it's been around for a longer time. Um... Mm. I would actually go far to say yes. It is the resources we are getting are getting better. I mean, if you look at GM Studio, which is coming out this year, not only is it a sat of bog standard game maker, but it's also giving us the opportunity to produce phone mobile phone games for the Android and iOS devices. Not to mention, if you look, it had, for some reason it's got the PlayStation Portable as well. I don't know whether game Yo-Yo games are intending to move forward on their PlayStation Portable, or if that was just from remnants of it working, but where I said yes, the resources are getting more valuable and more useful, I think it's still going to be a good, good couple of years for all development tools are like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I think it is just a combination of everything, because mm. uh, we obviously are getting better tools since we are able to develop for Android now, and the Xbox, mm. some people are able to develop for PS3 if they have a license, uh, we can develop for iOS. Um, you know, there's more different types of systems that we can work on now, which which unlocks new ways of creativity. Um, education, obviously, is getting better since more people are into it. There's more tutorials out there. Um, yes. I mean, even indie functions making tutorials now. So I know. I was asking for some help on my university work because I'm doing a unit which requires us to produce a 3D game demo. And I have a news for you before. I put, put a few topics up, and all of them get have been replied within 12 hours of being responded with answers that actually sorted it out. Screws, mm-hmm. yes, we are getting more knowledge in the development industry. industry. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I'm getting a bit slurred in my t- on my tongue because I keep making up words. <laughs> yeah. The uh, indie game development uh, community is getting bigger, and the bigger mm-hmm. it's going to get, the more variety we're going to have. There's going to be geniuses out there that are going to be able to make um, games that just go off the shelves like Notch. He made <coughs> Minecraft, and that is probably one of the most successful indie games of all time. It, I mean, some people don't even think it's indie anymore because of how well it's doing and how much... Mm-hmm. Uh, They've done with it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I mean, if you look, you remember Two D Cube's Karoshi game, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's gets like t- at least ten thousand sales of, of every thirty days now. So that's doing incredibly well, and that was that was originally just an indie game done for well laughs. Oh, okay. Well, up to 10,000, sorry, I got the one link. But it's at least 5,000 every every month, which, if I can calculate correctly, is roughly £3,000 a week every 30 days. That's oh doing God. incredibly well for itself. That is really well. Wow. Wow. I'm actually, actually I really, I support that game anyway, because it is fun. Oh, that's that's really good. Um, wow, wow. And yet, people still complain that Game Maker is a, is for kiddies, and we can produce games like that. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's a big controversy. We I could go on for hours about me taking both sides, but um, we're gonna move on to the next question. Sal just asked, "What is your opinion on the Indievania, Desura, etc." Uh, services that focus on the indie games instead of all video games like uh, Steam. So, my opinion, um, I definitely support them. Uh, I've been in a few of the uh, betas for these. Um, like, uh, Indie City, that's that's the one that I was in the beta for a while. And, um... They're... At they're all definitely uh, really good services, and I hope that one of them will really take off and uh, be a common uh, thing, like 
like um, Steam is. You know, I mean, you go to your friend's house and you see Steam on their computer. It's just a normal thing to see. I'm hoping that one of them will, you know, rise up above the rest. And yes, uh, I was aware that there was an echo. We should fix that. Um, so, <laughs> yep, it's fixed. So I'm hoping that one of them will rise above the rest and mm. really be something that is a common product that people have and that they will also... Um, help indie developers get their games out there because it is a really good opportunity for indie developers because um, you know, the more people that use the service, the more people that are exposed to their games um, they're all available in a in one spot and then, you know, you have descriptions, you can have comments ratings, all that stuff so you know which games to get and then, you know, it's, they're amazing services, and I really hope that oh. one of them takes off. What was the question again? Um, they were asking about our opinion on, uh, Steam services for indie games, such as, uh, Indievania, Desura, and Indie City, etc. Um, I would support, I support that, but I also think we should remember that there are still major companies that still do shops on Steam, so mm -hmm. I think providing the indie games don't push out the big companies as well, mm -hmm. I think it will be all fine. I don't also think that the big companies shouldn't push out the indie games as well. Yeah. It's um, all about keeping a balance. And just to go a little bit off topic, I you remember I made that little error regarding the 10,000 installations every month thing? Uh-huh, I think so. I found it, the actual application, and yes, it's at least 10,000 every month, and up to 50,000 wow. for get the game called Reflections, from, which was made with Game Maker. And so roughly, that's at least £7,000 a month. Wow. Made in terms of sales revenue. And up to... 3,500 35,000 Alright, uh, so. Ian just joined us Hey Ian Hello Ian Ooh, he's playing the silent game, fun Oh, I think he's getting his microphone set up Um Yep, there's Ian Alright, uh Nice to see you Ian, we're just um, In the IRC chat, we're about to wrap up the show In like, 5-10 minutes <laughs> So uh, typical of this group, they always come right at the end. Yep. Alright, uh, Sal's just asked an off-topic question. What microphone do you use? Um, let me check what this thing is. It is a webcam built-in microphone, uh, Logitech. So I have no idea. Um, I've been wanting to buy a new one for a while. Yes, I need to get mine from home. I'm using a built-in one as well. So, hopefully I can. You know, maybe a donation or two would be nice so I can afford them. No, I'm kidding. Um, Someone, you could donate money to buy me a, a new shiny laptop. Don't need <laughs> one, but it would be nice. <laughs> nah, I have some cash laying around, and I'm thinking of uh, going and yeah. buying one. Just, it's, a it's, a conflict, it's a conflict between do I want a microphone or would I rather pay for stuff that's important in my life. 
or you could do option three, go to eBay and buy it for pennies. Oh, that's definitely a <laughs> possibility. Um, okay, we have two questions in here. Jake just asked, what game development tools slash frameworks do you think will be most popular this year? Um, um, I'm honestly not sure. There are quite a few that have been coming out lately, like Tulalu, um, Skiris Construct is starting to get kind of big, and then, of course, Stencilworks uh, gets more popular by the month. And uh, I think the in most terms of deba- in game development software, I think GM Studio is going to be widely known this year, because exactly. it's coming out this year. Right. And according to rough numbers I've heard, it's about up to $99, which to develop a mobile phone game on, that is incredibly cheap. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure because uh, Yo-Yo Games, in my opinion, is has been quite unprofessional lately. And, um... Sorry. I, I, I don't know. It's just like... Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. It's just they, they have that vibe. Oh, is that it's because the... Oh, we we only publish specific games. Because from yeah. with the information we've been given, we're allowed to publish our, the games ourselves. Of course, we'll need the licenses from Apple and Google. But oh yeah, well, a framework that I think is going to get big this year is Canvas Lord for the uh, HTML5. Made by our very own Ian Jones, who's in the chat right now. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ian? What do you think is going to be big this year in uh, game development tools slash frameworks? I think there's still going to be a lot of people using just the old Game Maker because a lot of them are too like cheap to actually buy the you know, Jam Studio or even Jam mm-hmm. 5 or anything. Uh, well, yeah. Delulu is essentially Jam 5 for free, yeah. so... A lot of people would totally go with that first. Mm. Uh, and then, I think, I mean, still, with Flash and whatnot, you're going to have a lot of people using Flash Punk. And, mm. um, but yeah, Stencil is also very nice if you don't want to have to, like, learn AS3 or anything like that. So, I think a lot more people are going to start using that. Mm. And uh, for HTML5, I guess there's also Construct if you feel like switching over something a little more, I don't know, I don't even know if uh, Tululu has the drag-and-drop stuff, so Game Maker users who are still doing that would probably prefer Construct, but, yeah. Yeah, speaking of Flashpunk, they are coming out with Flashpunk 2.0 this year. Oh, really? Uh, I believe so, yeah. He w- or Chevy Ray's been working on it since, I think, uh, November, uh, when Drakneck uh, took over the main 1.x uh, versions. And uh, Chevy Ray's been working on that for a while. I'm not. I I haven't heard any news on it lately. I could probably go ask him uh, if he's on Facebook or Skype um, on how that's coming. So uh, just let me. Uh, well, go why not do that next week or something? No, I I can just ask him quick if he's online. And he is not. So. Uh, that's why. I have a whole week to. It. Instead, he just wasted about thirty seconds <laughs> to, to check if he's online. I, you know, it's in the moment. I'm probably gonna forget in like thirty seconds anyway. <laughs> I'll just annoy you. I'll just annoyingly remind you every day. All right, that would work. Perfect. Um, but they are coming out with a Flashpunk 2.0. Um, I can go look up some information about it if I can find some quick. 
don't really see any news off, uh, off of the main site. But he is doing like a complete rewrite. Well, not a complete rewrite, but a big rewrite. Much like the uh, switch from version uh, 0.87 to the official 1.0 release. You know, he changed quite a bit there, and that actually confused me quite a bit because I didn't use it for a while and I didn't notice that it was rewritten, so I'm still wondering, where's all this stuff? Why did it change so much? <laughs> so hopefully uh, there won't be too much confusion, and uh, there'll obviously there's going to be new tutorials out, and hopefully those will be good. Uh, that probably means that our ActionScript 3 tutorials, once we get to Flashpunk, are going to be outdated, but oh well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm guessing that's really going to get big this year. Uh, I don't see too much going on with Flixel, but that just might be because I don't use it and keep up to date with it. So they mm. might be working on something that I don't know about. I mean, I talk with Chevy Ray every once in a while, but I don't really talk to uh, Adam Atomic, so... Alright, um, Prooch told us to talk about Indie Game the Movie. Uh, Indie Game the Movie is what is one of my top want-to-see movies this year. It's a, it's an actual movie? Yeah, there's Indie Game the Movie. Uh, it's, it's about an hour and a half. It's a video game documentary. And, um, if I can find something really quick, uh, I can actually tell you guys a bit about it, in case you haven't heard of it, like, uh, Jeremy has. Okay, um, they did two years of filming, and they, I think they gathered over, like, a hundred hours of film, and they compressed it into, like, 96 minutes. Insane. Um, but it follows, uh, Edmund McMillan and programmer Tommy Ruffins, I hope I said that right, uh, with their Super Meat Boy, and then they followed, uh, Phil Fish, uh, about Fez and Jonathan Blow about Braid, and it covers um, their stories about making the games. And um, I heard that a lot of it is on their personal side, like uh, uh, who they are, um, like mental challenges they had. Not, I heard that it's not too much about the games. I mean, it is, but a lot of it's about them and uh, more about the developer side of it, which is really interesting. But um, it, the movie was directed by James uh, Swirsky and Lizanne Pajat. I hope I'm saying those right. Uh, they're Canadian names, so I'm guessing they're slightly French. Not trying to sound racist or anything. <laughs> so uh, the project went on for over a year. They were filming stuff all over. I, I remember watching clips from it because they've been releasing clips onto the internet that they're not going to put in the uh, movie. There's probably like three, five hours worth of stuff just on the web it's itself. Um, and I remember watching something on Winnip on the Winnipeg Jam uh, up in Winnipeg, uh, Canada. And there was like Chevy Ray there and uh, he was talking with some kids and like there were a bunch of uh, bigger names there. Uh, I think Matt Thorson was there too. All sorts of stuff. And, uh, the movie is being shown at festivals, game conferences, and there are also special screenings going on. There was one just, like, a week or two ago up in, uh, Canada somewhere, and I really want to go see it. But, uh, the, the film is going to be released this year, uh, on DVD and digital download. So, um, I'm definitely looking, uh, forward to it. You can actually pre-order it right now 
Uh, the DVD is $30 uh, Canadian. This is all Canadian cash, so I I'm not going to convert to the U.S. Why are you talking about that? I'll look up the actual pricing. All right. Uh, the special edition pre-order is $70, and then the digital copy is $15. Um, I'm actually going to do the $70 uh, Canadian dollar to USD. So that would be... Oh, they're, they're nearly identical. It's like five cents off. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, well... I might get the special edition pre-order if I can find 70 bucks lying around on the street somewhere or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, this... This is amazing. Uh, it says that they're, uh... It's about four developers, three games, and one ultimate goal to express oneself through a video game. And mm. yeah, there's there's tons of stuff. There's a shop where you can buy uh, the movie T-shirts, and uh, that looks like it's all, but it's definitely cool. Um, Jake said that he probably, or, I mean, he really wants to see it, but he's probably gonna wait for the special edition. Um, you can actually yeah. pre-order the special edition right now. I don't know if they're going to continue to make the special edition after pre-orders. It might be like a limited edition special edition. If that makes sense. But uh, on the no. site, there's, <laughs> on the site, there's uh, trailers, uh, previews, uh, clips from the film, clips that aren't in the film, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I don't... There's probably like 20... Uh, different clips here. It's just me looking through them quick. And then there's all sorts of stuff. You can request a screening. I already requested one for Minnesota since that's pretty close to the Canadian border. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, Cell said that we're working on a new site. What logo will you use? I have no idea. Um, our web developer might be designing a new logo for us if he's up for the task or else I'm going to have to go look for someone to do it. Um, I, I just want something that is unique and identifiable. Oh, look, Chevy Ray's online. Um, so, I, I'm not sure if it would be retro, like you just asked, but, uh, oh, thanks, Proch. Uh, catch you later. He just said bye. Complimented us. Great guy. Um, so I'm going to ask Chevy um, how Flashpunk 2.0 is going. How is Flashpunk 2.0 going? We're doing a radio stream, and our listeners were wondering on the progress. Thank you. Um, Chevy's pretty busy. I don't know if he'll actually reply to us, because the guy lives an incredibly busy lifestyle. It sounds super stressful. I don't know how he keeps up with it. Uh, oh, he's typing. So, yeah, he's replying. It's all good. We're excited. Drumroll. And he's still typing. And typing. And typing. Suspense. Alright, he says, not going well, turns out molehill is just a huge clusterfuck I can't make sense of. Oh my. And every time I ask for help, I get the wrong questions answered. Oh, that's really not good.
So yeah, anyone who's listening here, help out Chevy. <laughs> um, <coughs> then he said, um, so I've been porting Flashpunk to C-sharp lately, and I have it up and running in that, and I want to port it to mono. Calling it Skullpunk at the moment, more on that later. Alright. Sweet, thanks. Um, uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what is... Molehill. Alright, so, um, while we wait for that, uh, Sal just asked a question about Nintendo and indie games, uh, the two of them. Um, Yikes. Uh, Jake just said Nintendo doesn't do much to help indies, but there are a few indie games being ported to the 3DS, <laughs> such as VVVVVV, a really cool game. Uh, yeah, that's that's something I don't understand, is that Nintendo seems to be a little bit lenient towards game development, yet, well, don't support indie games. Okay, so, um, you know, I, I think it's a really cool opportunity that a few indie developers are actually getting um, published Nintendo, although I think that's just a trend, um, because... The P- PS Vita uh, also Vita, it's pronounced Vita, Vita. Vita. I my friend keeps getting me to pronounce it Vita, although I think it's Vita. It's driving me nuts. It is Vita. Yeah, people talking can influence your head. It drives me nuts. <laughs> but that's um, <laughs> that's also uh, pretty open towards indie developers. So is I it? Think yeah, it it actually is. Um, so I'm thinking it's just a trend that's going around. You know, a lot of them want indie developers to you know be part of the market now since there are some really good games that have come out. And so last, time, like, um, last time I looked into Sony, unless you have the unless there seems to be an echo. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, Chevy Ray said that uh, Molehill is Flash's uh, 3D API and uh, it's for using the graphics card to render it instead of the display list. Um, oh. uh, uh, there must not be a whole lot of um, knowledge on the topic yet. Mm. Uh, well, I hope, um, get some stuff figured out. Um, what else were you planning on bringing to Flashpunk 2.0 other than that? Other than 3D? Um, okay. Cells just posted a link, um, for a blog, blogger blog. Hoping this isn't all right. So, what am I supposed to be checking out, Sal? Is this is this your blog? Am I supposed to be looking at the content on it or what? Okay, so there's apparently. Oh, this looks kind of cool. It's called Cube World. First sight, it kind of looks like uh the um. The uh. I'm yeah I'm I'm about brain dead I'm I'm looking forward to ending this pretty quick. Um, 
Yeah, because it has been going on for like uh, an hour, <laughs> nearly fifty uh, minutes. Um, it looks like uh, Minecraft is what I'm trying to say, but yeah, it, uh, it looks cool. Uh, it's called Cube World. Um, for those of you that want to know, it's Wally. W O L L A Y dot blogspot dot com. It seems pretty cool. All right, so Shavish just said uh, it's not going to be 3D, it's 2D engine. So I'm asking why he's using Molehill. Oh, because it uses a graphics card render. Ah, that makes sense. He says that makes it 400 times faster than Flash's normal shitty display list. <laughs> I love Chevy. He's, wow. His language is, like, perfect. It's beautiful language. Beautiful language, yes. Um, he said, because for some reason these days we have to use 3D engines to make 2D games fast, because I have no idea. So that's pretty accurate. Um, that, yeah. <sighs> so, gotcha. Alright, so is there anything else that you guys um, like to talk about? Um, no, just one more time. thing. One, one more thing. If if you guys have something really good, talk about it for like two minutes, and then we're going to the credits. Because I'm about to like fall over dead. <laughs> uh, Sal also mentioned he hopes that uh, we'll be constantly be doing more of these on a regular basis, and uh, yeah, it's every other Saturday. Um, no, I like doing the IRC chats. It's pretty interesting. It's a good way to uh, waste some time. <laughs> but uh, we, we, you know, we can talk to people that listen to our show. You know, connect with them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's fun. So, anything else that you guys would like to comment before I kill the call? Not really. All right. Well, um. gonna pretty much end this section and then we're gonna go on to the credits listening to broadcast number 20 of Indie Radio. This broadcast was broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and was recorded using Audacity. All music was found on Newgrounds coming from Nemesis Theory and Three Clicks Philip. Thank you again for listening in and we hope, to ha <clears throat> we hope to have you be a part of the next broadcast which will be February 18th. Have a good weekend.